This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, January 26th, brought to you by Ed's Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. New blueprint for subsidy reform. Oversight, Dems, Press, Packers. Ag groups welcome California decision. World Bank repurpose farm subsidies to address climate. The World Bank is releasing a report today that calls for repurposing global farm subsidies to promote agricultural innovations that can slash greenhouse gas emissions while also increasing food production. The report, which was done in conjunction with the International Food Policy Research Institute, warns that simply using subsidies to increase the use of environmentally friendly practices could actually reduce food production. The key, according to the World Bank and IFPRI economists, is to target subsidies toward innovations that can both increase production and reduce emissions. Repurposing some government farm spending to, quote, develop and disseminate more emission-efficient technologies could raise productivity by 30% while reducing overall ag emissions by more than 40%, the report says. Such an increase in productivity would also mean 2% less land is needed for agriculture globally, the report says. Now take note. The economists concede that reforming national farm programs is tricky politically, and that means any changes must work for farmers. For reforms to foster sustainable global development, effective policy coordination, and technological innovations that are attractive to both individual producers and governments are needed, the report says. Keep in mind, the report comes as the Biden administration is pushing Congress to pass $80 billion in climate-related ag and forestry provisions. The IFPRI is the D.C.-based economics arm of CGIAR, a global research network funded in part by the U.S. and other governments. Now, for a look at the prospects for the climate funding, read our weekly AgriPulse newsletter. We also have reports on an increase in foreign farmland ownership and a look at the landowner concerns that have greeted a series of Midwest carbon capture projects. House Democrats demand information from meat processors. A House Oversight Committee is demanding information from four major meat and poultry processors on the reasons for recent price increases. Letters sent to Tyson Foods, JBS Foods, National Beef and Seaboard by Illinois Democrat Representative Raja Krishnamurthy, who chairs the House Oversight and Government Reform Subcommittee, accuse the companies of using their market power to pad their profits during the pandemic. Among other things, the letters demand that companies turn over all documents, including research and internal commissions that are related to pricing decisions. The letters also seek information about any ongoing state and federal investigations. While some companies may claim that the high prices feeding these outsized profits are explained by higher input costs, earnings data tell a different story, the letters say. Keep in mind, 
The White House has been making regular attacks on meat processors, linking them to the inflation that's weighing on Democratic prospects in the midterm elections. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. Edge believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Farm Groups, California ruling adds urgency to SCOTUS case. The meat industry is welcoming a decision from a California Superior Court judge that prohibits enforcement of the state's animal housing law with regard to pork products until six months after the final regulations have been published. But the California Department of Food and Agriculture, which is working to finalize regs for Proposition 12, characterizes the decision as, quote, narrow. The agency says the enforcement prohibition applies only to the groups that brought the challenge, the California Restaurant Association, California Retailers Association, California Hispanic Chambers of Commerce, California Grocers Association, and Cruz and Sons, a meat processor. Looking ahead, the National Pork Producers Council and American Farm Bureau Federation have filed a petition with the U.S. Supreme Court seeking review of the law. AFBF says the state court ruling shows why that review is important. It's imperative that the Supreme Court address the constitutionality of the Proposition 12. The law on one state should not set the rules for an entire nation, AFBF says. Democrats appeal for flexibility on worker vax mandate. California lawmakers are urging the Biden administration to make sure H-2A workers can get to U.S. farms despite the new vaccination mandate for foreign travelers. In a letter to the Department of Homeland Security, the new 10 House Democrats warn that CDC-approved vaccinations may not be readily available in all H-2A-eligible countries or in rural areas in which such workers reside. Without additional flexibilities, this policy has the potential to further damage the agriculture sector by prohibiting H-2A workers from entering the United States to begin work as required by the agricultural cycle. Take note, the letter is led by Representative Zoe Lofgren, who chairs the Immigration Subcommittee of the House Judiciary Committee. What Supply Chain Crisis? Savannah Port Breaks Record The Port of Savannah, a leading departure point for U.S. poultry and other ag commodities, moved a record 5.6 million 20-foot containers last year, a 20% increase over 2020. The increase came as the Georgia port is undergoing an expansion that's expected to be finished in June. The port's annual capacity grew by 400,000 containers in 2021 and will increase another 500,000 by March. 
The expansion has allowed the port, quote, to overcome serious headwinds in the international supply chain, according to Griff Lynch, executive director of the Georgia Ports Authority. Now, don't miss our report on this week's AgriPulse newsletter on efforts to move ocean shipping reform legislation through the Senate. Germany seen as growing market for organic food. U.S. organic farmers may want to consider heading to Germany this summer for the world's largest organic trade convention. Germany, the second largest consumer of organic foods, holds good prospects for U.S. exporters of organic tree nuts, fruits, vegetables, and processed foods. That according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Germans are consuming more organic products than ever, and U.S. exports to the European country spiked in 2019 to a new record value of $1.7 That was up from about 700000 in 2018. Organic exports to Germany dipped in 2020 and 2021, but FAS chalked that up to pandemic-related supply chain issues. Here's today's He Said It. Everyone must come together to reset current policies if we're to address the threats of climate change and unsustainable food systems. That Johan Swinnen, the Director General of the International Food Policy Research Institute. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, January 26th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.